The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. everybody and welcome to the official 101st episode of the panel discussion we've broken 100 where are the dalmatians where, where <laughs> are 101 the dalmatians? dalmatians i ate them <laughs> my name man. my name is greg Knowlton, as always one of your three hosts today and i am joined by my good friends that's Matt, and I am Will. <laughs> I threw you gotta it. We, we were waiting. You got to guide us. We were waiting. Who to go first? Come on. <laughs> Which one is the better friend? That was the whole point. Oh. I just jumped right in. <laughs> nice I'm test. just jumping in. <laughs> yes, welcome back, everybody. Another week. We are at 101, and the panel discussion is rocking and rolling here at the Podcast Precinct. Got some uh, fun stuff to talk about today, more comics to be read, and uh, Greg, you got some news for us? I have this. If you forgot, if you haven't heard, we have a partnership with... Pandemony Toys and their toy line Altered Nation. Uh, keep it uh, alternation. I apologize. Um, keep an eye out. Af- after we record this episode today, we are actually be unboxing some of their toys. So if you listen to this episode, you should come check us out on Facebook and watch the video of us unboxing um, six awesome figures they sent us. I'm super excited. Follow us on Twitter at Panel Discuss One. Um, and there's a possibility you'll see some sweepstakes coming out for those figures, as well as their comic book that's releasing by Dark Horse Comics um, in November, I believe, is the release date. So that's super exciting that we've got this partnership. Uh, we got to announce it on episode 100, and we're just excited. We, I have been excited all week to play with these toys. I have purposely not pulled them out of the m- big box so we can all experience them the same time together, which was the most difficult thing in the world. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that. It is hard. To be honest with you, <laughs> they would have. They were already have been opened, <laughs> out of packages, scuff marks on them. <laughs> it's been so. D- I've been like staring at them, like which one? Uh, because I get to pick which one I open first. <laughs> this is difficult. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that's our big announcement. Um, keep an eye out as well. Uh, we don't have it yet, but we will actually have a 10% code for you. C- if you like the toys you see, um, you'll be able to use our code at the Pandemony Toys website and get 10% off any of these figures, which is super awesome um, that they're going to be doing that. So we don't have that code yet, but keep an ear out. Watch Twitter um, for all of that as well. Yep, yep. Um, what's we got going on in the news world? I feel like there's been news. It's been so quiet still um, because – you know, people have still been like kind of letting all of the Black Panther stuff settle before they make big announcements. Yeah, they said they have. I think they're. I think they're definitely preparing to move on fr- from T'Challa, but I think the Black Panther character is supposed to go forward. That uh, that's the rumors going on right now uh, because they didn't know. They they yeah. legit had no idea, and that's what I'm coming to find out. That Feige and nobody at Disney knew this wow. was going on, and he found out the same time that we all did same time that we all did so that's what's making this like that much more i mean one impressive what a good circle of friends to kind of keep a secret like that and mm-hmm. two uh yeah it's it's unplanned they're supposed to be filming it soon and yeah nothing and, and again it does seem selfish to kind of that's the, the thing we're asking about but at the same time it's a good conversation because we don't nobody knows nobody has the answers so um 
so that's that. As far as other comic news, the basic yeah. so actual comic book news. Uh, Scott Snyder, who is especially popular right now um, for his Batman run, he did a great Swamp Thing run. I um, mean, he's finishing up with Death Metal, has announced a creator-owned comic called Nocturnal um, with Tony S. Daniel as the artist. It's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, it's a pretty awesome comic. It's actually about like an eternal night kind of thing. The artwork for it is super cool. It's very like sci-fi style. Um, so go check that out. I believe there was another big um, crowd or creator-owned comic being released as well. I'm not not popping up off the top of my head right now. Um, but that's a huge thing that's happening right now are these a lot of a lot of authors and writers because of distributing issues and because of some of the issues like Marvel and DC are having and there is actually been a slight popularity boost with comic books again even after corona I feel like people are starting to go and get them um, are doing these creator funded comics um, without a label attached to them without a DC comic Marvel a dark horse so I think that's super cool so definitely go check those out a lot of those are on Kickstarter um, but a lot of writers people really like are making them which is I think is huge that it's not just some no names um, or guys breaking into the business which support them as well um, but some of these guys that we know and love and love their stories already are kind of paving the way for these people to make it a little more normal that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, movie news. DC movie news. Got the updated uh, DC Comics films. Re- complete release scheduled through 2023 as long as everything goes according to plan. Of course, uh, this past week it was announced that Robert Pattinson somehow contracted COVID, delaying the filming of that movie. I think somebody that was not an actor on the set gave it to him. So that's fun. I think uh, they are still filming. They are still filming, but it's been just been. Yeah. Yeah. They're just getting everything else out of the way. Uh, as of right now, October 2nd, 2020, still plans for Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, early 2021, Zack Snyder's Justice League has come out. The big uh, the big Snyder cut. Ooh, Snyder cut. Hopefully it's good. Uh, August 6th, 2021, Snyder. Suicide Squad. October 1st, 2021, The Batman. Uh, December 22nd, 2021, Black Adam. It's going to be a good year for DC movies. Yeah. Uh, June 3rd, 20... Yeah, it's about the end time. Uh, June 3rd, 2022, The Flash. Uh, November 4th, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. November 4th, 2022. Uh, December 16th, 2022, Aquaman 2 is coming out. Uh, and they got a couple other films, including New Gods, which is a plan. This is beyond. Uh, this is 2023 and beyond. New Gods. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Black Hawk and... Uh, Green Lantern Corpse movie is still in the plans. Blackhawk. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Yep. A, yeah. a direct World War II superhero film in the form of Blackhawk because we need, like we need more superhero World War II films. I mean, yeah, I'm well, good. I, I love did it. not cross paths with Wonder Woman. Wait a minute. Here. I know. <laughs> Smelling continuity errors uh, already. There we go. She'll show up. Our return. Like, his, he was in the trench. She'll just, just be in the background. <laughs> You'll see her like. 50 feet off, it'll be like that same scene in Wonder Woman. <laughs> Just like from a totally different perspective. He was on like the other the side of the trenches. trenches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, Not having easy as a time. <laughs> they're already going the X-Men route. They're going to screw up the timeline. But um, um, What was the other thing? Oh, non-DC, but we got the announced date for Mandalorian Season 2, October 30th. We get 
a second season of Mandalorian on Disney Plus, which is super. I can't wait. I wish it was sooner. Eight episodes, so I believe the first season was eight. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Eight's a good number. I would love ten, but at the same time, no, even like don't overdo f- it. Even the first season, like some of those middle episodes dragged for me. So like yeah, like the episode fair. with the with the the bounty hunters kind of dragged. Like it kind of seemed oh, out of really? place. That was one of my favorite. Uh, the episode where he's with the other bounty hunter and they're hunting. I thought that one was kind of a drag. Okay. But I really liked the Bill Burr episode. So that one, Clancy Brown, like I loved all the actors in that, so I thought that was cool. The 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 actress who played the Twi'lek, I could not stand. I forget. She's another popular actress too. I can't think but of. But like she all is. she did was growl. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was rough watching. That one felt very like. 2000s late 90s hercules yeah like that's what that episode yeah. felt like but i love some kevin sorbo so i was also oh, good yeah <laughs> no i believe eight's a good number and then i know i know matt is a little out of the loop on this one but the first three episodes of the boys dropped on september 4th and i know me and will have already already binged it yeah <laughs> i think i had it done by the fifth i'm still getting over cobra kai and how great oh, that, that was. was so That's a such such a good one. I love that show. Did you, did you hear the the little spoiler for season three? Maybe. There's a time jump. Oh. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. The the lead actor let it slip in an interview and there she was trying to ask him, you know, you know, where's your character gonna be at season three? Because you were on a rise and then you're handing the keys over to the Cobra Kai Dojo. You know, the your your pupil's mother doesn't want you to be around him anymore so he he listed that you know oh at the end of season two the character was at this state and you know after a couple a little bit of time passes so it sounds like season three is going to start with a little bit of a time jump Hmm. i think we get terry silver yes i think so (laughs) i i think he's the one who offered the job yeah you know i think it'll be cleese and silver versus um zabka yeah, I think Machio. they're yeah, Lawrence think they're finally gonna Lawrence and uh, which see eye to eye. So yeah, I agree with you. Larusso, there it is. Lawrence, he's I always gonna, he's gonna join <laughs> join uh, the dojo. It's gonna be like Miyagi Kai or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Cobra Doe. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've rewatched those movies since I binge watched Cobra Kai. I've I've been wa- binge watched those movies. I've actually like bought rented them on YouTube, and I've just been sitting here watching them. It's so been wonderful. Wonderful. It's a Sato. good one. Yeah, Sato's coming back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's. It's been a ton. I I feel like right now, like yeah, Netflix is all I've really been watching, or Amazon Prime, and just watching yeah. some of the old comic book shows and like stuff as it's coming out because I do have that that movie itch. I am hoping. I've heard the movie hasn't done great with Mulan. This premiere. This no, there's a premiere, lot of backlash. Which um, well, they took the fun out of it. They took the fun out of it. I know they're trying to go for the serious female kind of, like, but you took the fun out of it, yeah. right? There's no singing. There's no Mushu. You know, you, the, the, the entire dynamic that made Mulan fun, the cartoon fun. Mm-hmm. And it was a great film, regard, or great animated series regardless, but the whole like dynamic that made it so fun and so memorable, you take it away and you expect it to do well in live action, which is very hard to converge to already. It's not. It was a... It, was a, it had an uphill battle to climb, yeah. and it was... I mean, from an American point of view, it's clearly done to pander to the international Chinese market, which is in shambles right now due to human rights issues and everything, and didn't help that the lead actress spoke out about that. So then she's alienating against the Chinese people who the film was basically made for. And then now I read an article today saying that they filmed the 
they they filmed the movie in an area where there's basically concentration camps going yep. on right now. Right, that is so awesome. it's just a mess. It's a public public relations nightmare. And uh, I think I honestly think if it would have come out when it was originally supposed to in March, um, those Maybe. things would have been sw- not not as uh, evident and prevalent yeah. in in uh, the the culture's eyes. So I think it would have done better. But for sure. Plus, you wouldn't have had the people who are already looking for a reason to be upset about it because they have to pay thirty bucks to watch it at home. Exactly. It didn't help them either that no. then they released that. Hey. You pay thirty bucks to watch it now, or you could just wait two months. Yeah, that. I've already waited six, so I'm fine with that. Like yeah. you get it free and in December, so yeah, that was I saw that today and I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't buy this. But yeah, it's definitely an Eastern movie, and they even added like the witch to have that vibe. Yeah, uh, of those kind of that kind but of. But then movie. on the other aspect, they're still they were t- trying to cater to two totally different cultures. Yes. Um, they took out. The, the love interest, not the the generals, not the love interest anymore. The general's a totally different character, and her love interest is a fellow soldier because they didn't want that, you know, uh, general soldier yeah. power ranking love yeah. interest dynamic. Yeah. So Which it's, is a it's shame. just it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that, yeah. trying to serve too many masters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we've, we've seen that issue too many times. You go to please the people. You don't go to please like the studios and and, and stuff like that. Uh, too many people have their hands and influence and stuff. We've seen that with the last Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Too many people wanting this, and it's like just please the fans. Like, yeah. it's literally laid out for you. Yeah, it's Even the, then. the entire like all you had to, like Lion King was like I enjoyed Lion King. I enjoyed Aladdin. It was pretty much those original stories, and they laid it out in live action. It it was the the mm-hmm. it's like why do you, directors and in, in these companies feel like they have to try and reinvent the wheel? When it comes to remastering movies, let's be honest. These Disney live-action movies shouldn't even be being made. <laughs> Gosh, technically no. The only true. reason they're being true. made is because they're making billions of dollars. Yeah. That's technically true. With people like us, who yeah. Are like, them. like I, I, I don't think I've gone to see one of them in the actual theater. Oh, I saw Aladdin in theater. I saw Lion King at Disney. I waited for <laughs> Disney Plus for those, but um, I saw Cinderella but, in theaters. Yeah. What? Beauty and the Beast. I like Beauty and the Beast. I did not see Beauty and the Beast. I watched Beauty and the Beast in Spanish on, a <laughs> on my resort on my honeymoon. <laughs> so that was did different. You, do you speak Spanish? <laughs> uh, not enough to you remember. understand it. <laughs> don't understand the whole movie. Even with the subtitles, Probably I was a little confused. Probably still got confused. the gist of what was yeah. going on. I knew enough. Yeah. Um, but so what I would love, like, I really like the Maleficent movies. Give me a hook. Give me an Ursicle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> give me an Ursula movie. Like, give me movies like that. Like, but let me keep them as villains. That was my one beef with Maleficent. Is like I wanted her to still be evil, but I would love to see like James. And you can you could tell with these movies like the they're just a cash grab because yes. look at the Elsa Wonderland sequel did disastrous. <laughs> the Maleficent sequel was disastrous. Oh, yeah. People aren't excited for these movies per se. They're just like I like the animated one. Okay, here's my. Of course they're gonna keep yeah. churning them out. And also, I'm kind of glad Mulan didn't do too well. I mean. Because I don't maybe want them to make them. anymore. Maybe it'll derail them. Like, from don't being. make anymore. Or yeah, do they have any more live action? Oh yeah, they, they, oh, got, little they got they got Little some... Mermaid. They got Peter Pan. Lined I thought the, up. the Little Mermaid one wasn't exactly Disney though. No, no, that, there it's is. Gonna There's be a Disney. couple. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Little Mermaid's lined up. Uh, the Hulk, only Peter Pan's lined up. You know what? I I wouldn't mind a Hunchback because maybe it would make that movie popular again, or it could ruin it completely because they'd probably cut out the whole clergy thing in that one. But yeah, they would. Oh gosh, <laughs> today they wouldn't touch that with. A, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a pretty much a scene in that in the animated oh, one where the clergyman, God, just like 
just singing about how he lusts for a woman. Yeah, woman. yeah he, he, they he wants her. Really milking out this live action titty. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Emma Stone's gonna the milk play. is sweet. <laughs> Cruella, 101 oh, Dalmatians. Oh, yeah, I forgot about so that, that one. So that one, again, it's a little different. They already did it back yeah. in the 90s. I'm you know okay with it. That's right, they did. Yeah, I forgot about that. they already did that, that live-action one. Glenn Close, they did 101 and 102 Well, no, this is, this is, but oh, like, yeah, this Sword is like. Stone? Why would you do that one? This is like Maleficent. This is. Uh, but it's not going to be good. No. But Sword, they've already done. Give me Black Cauldron before you give me Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone. That I mean, coming. if they actually took the books and they, like, mapped it out, kind of Lord of the Rings style, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but give me, like, because Sword in the Stone, it's King Arthur 172 movie that's already out, or Cursed that's already out. Did I out. see Bambi? Did yeah. I see a picture <laughs> of Bambi? Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, The Little Rock. Mermaid. Ba- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I hope it's totally an SNL skit. Yeah, they should totally do that. that SNL, there's that SNL skit where The Rock is Bambi, like, oh, it's killing so everybody. Good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> so good. I forget <laughs> who, who's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, so many quipped one-liners. I, I wish I could remember I, the them. The Vin Diesel one. I just keep on thumping. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like wasn't wasn't Tyrese uh, Flower the yeah. skunk? <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I would pay oh, for that movie. That I was would. the greatest. Uh, uh, the Pinocchio one I could see. Uh, I know Guillermo del Toro was linked to that for the longest time. That would I love his give, visuals. Give me a Pinocchio. Give me a Wind in the Willows. I'm yeah. all game. Oh uh, yeah, Lilo Peter and Pan. Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is interesting. That's supposed that to be a Disney Plus. Happen. Okay, that's fine. Well, huh. even the Tramp on right to Disney Plus was fine. Yeah, was okay I didn't mind that. Hunchback is a thing. Oh, good. it's in the works. It's working. Out. Peter Dinklage is quasi. Uh, a se- <laughs> I was like, wait, for real for a second. <laughs> <laughs> An Aladdin sequel is in the works. What is it? Uh, Nobody's gonna go to see the sequel. Nobody. The cares. sequel already no. existed in the comic, the cartoons, and it wasn't good. Like the Jafar in Aladdin was so weak. I don't want to see a return of Jafar. <laughs> the I was o- so yeah. weak. He the, was terrible. The only animated like from that era that had like a good sequel was like The Lion King. Which one? Two or one and a half? Both were decent. Yeah, they I think two. Okay. I mean, it was just it was just more. Shakespeare stories. Yeah, exactly. Animals. Exactly, which is fine. I'm excited. Okay, I love the animated Robin Hood. But they won't do it with a fox. No, they won't, will they? It'll just be, it'll be a human fox. Yeah, it'll just, just be people. It'll just be Terry Agrietan again in another Robin Hood movie. <laughs> that ha- didn't do well hashtag not my Robin Hood. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Uh, little John. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he just be Robin Hood? Because then we would have a fox as Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, see? <laughs> You're making you think. What is this episode? Live action Hercules. This is fun. Okay, Hercules, I could see. Which I love. That's my favorite Disney movie. Mine too. Hercules, that Hercules is, is my one. favorite. Yeah. Well, I grew up in an era, and this only, is like, only if James Woods comes back. They can't. Hades. I was just gonna say this. Like they can't they will, get James. They Wood. will cancel him in a heartbeat. You know how people are. <laughs> well, he's already. <laughs> he's he's almost reaching Gary Busey levels. <laughs> yeah. There's my Hades. Give me Gary Busey. <laughs> he's he's like close to. Busey levels. Busey, you wouldn't even have to CGI think, the hair. Think, it's I already there. Woods has sat under the Busey learning tree. If you bring Busey in, you wouldn't even have to CGI the flaming hair. It's already crazy it's already like there. that. It's good to go. Uh, Chip and Dale, CGI live action film. So it's going to be like Alvin and, yeah, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Snow White. Okay, Snow White's in the works. <laughs> I mean, we already had Once Upon a Time, too, which was just a show of all of these movies is live actions. Like yeah. That's what that show was. And these, <laughs> these, are, these are movies that they've heard announcements on, but they haven't... Uh, they were announced, but I haven't heard too many updates. Jungle Book sequel. Uh, the Jungle Book was good, but I don't need another one. One no. of the Prince Charmings, no. yeah. either Cinderella or Snow White, will get his own movie, too, because that's what the world needs. Uh, a Genie genie will get his own live-action movie. Why? Because uh, it's Will Smith. see what he does in that boat with those kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Snow White's sister, Rose Red. <laughs> so you said you saw movie. the Aladdin. Like, it ends. He's on the boat with the kids. I, I know. I started. He has I children. Was, I was going to start. Sire children as a genie. Doing a genie version <laughs> of the Fresh Prince, and that's going to be our sequel. <laughs> that's good by me. Bring Carlton in. I'm done. Uh, read comics. <laughs> I'm done with this. I I brought this up to say that I hope I was hoping Mulan did well, so we would get Black Widow. It's not gonna happen. They already said it's not happening. <laughs> but now it won't happen. No, it's not. But happening. that was why I brought this whole thing up, and this is what I I stopped. I feel bad, like, cause Black Widow took so long to get going, and you can see it. Like, you go to the store, there's merchandise everywhere that nobody's buying, and they're gonna go to the old trope that boys don't play with girl action I figures see and it stuff so like bad. that. I know, but like. I, yeah, yeah. I, who? When are we gonna get that? November, December, next January, uh, September, maybe or September. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Summer twenty one at this point. Yeah, Snow White's sister. I, I mentioned that one. Rose Red. Wait, she had one. Apparently, oh, Tinkerbell. Right. She's pretty. She's pretty over. Um, it's supposed to star Reese Witherspoon. That's oh cute. no! Please no! <laughs> James the Giant Peach. Oh no! Don't touch that one. Chernabog, the demon from Fantasia, is supposed to get a move. Why the? Who would want to see that movie? Me. I would. would I, I love him. He doesn't even talk. <laughs> he just gestures with his hands. Perfect. <laughs> give me a bring. That's yeah, what we got to get an origin story. Forget Chernabog. <laughs> give me. Give, give me. Give me Saludos Amigos. <laughs> yeah. Live action. Yes. Yeah. Three Caballeros. It already exists. It stars Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Just get I, have, I, I, I whenever I feel bad about the world, I throw on three caballeros and I'm happy. It's That's fine. a great one. I've it's only so, watched that movie so in Spanish because that was like you're a purist. Our teachers go to, <laughs> oh, we have to watch a movie tonight. Three caballeros. Here it is. So good. And then what's what's the one, the one I was just thinking? Oh, just oh, give me a live action gargoyles. Oh, is that, no. a, is that, is that go a, back relaunch that cartoon? Get it yes, going again. Yes. Is that a Song of the South remake? No. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're already erasing it from Splash Mountain. Yeah, so. I know. Well, I how are you going to have like one of the most popular rides in your park based on a movie that you're <laughs> trying to erase from yes. existence? <laughs> well, it's just to like, become uh, Princess it, and the Frog. Which, I'm, which I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with. Yeah. That's I one of my favorite movies. I was surprised it wasn't like Moana, Leorlo, and Stitch. But I think we talked about this. Like The bog scene and stuff makes more sense. And yeah. like the vibe of it makes more sense yeah. for Princess and, and the And they frog. showed like the picture they showed like the top of the mountain is going to have Mama Odie's. Oh, that's cool. Broken down ship and stuff. So yeah. I, I think it'll be good. Yeah. But, okay, comic books. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, literally, all of that to say, like, I wanted to talk about Black Widow, and that was what happened instead, which I'm totally fine with because that was more I interesting. Think that's what we call a tangent. I think we that do. is – it was beautiful, and I'm proud of it. Now, I'm going to – I think we should let Will go first. Yeah, this is what I was going to read last time. He's been saving it for two weeks. I've, I, I didn't do my due diligence last week, and I apologize <laughs> for that. So um, I'm. this is going to be a part one in a five-part because this is a five-part book. But basically what this is is there was an original screenplay for Alien 3. If you don't know, Alien 3 was bogged down by a ton of studio interference. Imagine that. Uh, crazy. Um, and this <laughs> is the screenplay by uh, William Gibson. And what they did was they took a screenplay. They finally put it to not only an audio book but a comic book. Um, so it's an audiobook? Yeah, they released it as an audiobook. Okay, as well. I legit might listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, it's, uh, it's a very different take on, and it would have taken the Alien franchise in a completely different direction. Uh, so basically, it starts showing the results of Aliens with uh, Ripley, Hicks, and Newt, and, and Bishop in cryosleep. Um, 
their their ship is intercepted by a uh, group of pilots, and they have very thick Russian accents. So and a mustaches. lot of this is a lot of this has a lot of political stuff that was going on in the early '90s. Okay, so when this movie came out, so they discover the ship. Um, now what they find is. Unlike in the movie when, you know, Newt and Hicks were just wiped out and Ripley was impregnated with the alien face hunger, they discover that Bishop, the remains of Bishop, are harboring an alien egg and where his legs were. That's awesome. (laughs) That's very strange because he's not an organic being. So then it goes where face hunger jumps out, attacks one of the Russians. He goes off. The rest of the team realizes he's not going to survive quarantine, so they leave him. They get back on their ship. Uh, they go back to their base. We're then introduced to a whole new group of scientists, um, American, very, very American stereotypes with them. Um, there's scientists. There's uh, medical engineers, things like that. Uh, a lot of dialogue setting up their characteristics. Um, it then goes to them finding the Russians – that survived this traumatic experience. They're having them go through quarantine. They find the ship to go try to rescue their other crew member. When they go, um, they're walking around. They discover Newt unharmed. They discover Ripley unharmed. They open up her cryo chamber. She's just frantic. She attacks them. They hit her with a trank, knock her out, take her back as well as Newt to the ship. Um, They come back. They also find the Russian that was attacked by the facehunger. So they find him. They bring him back. You can see that when they're examining his deceased body, he's the shows you that something's already protruded from his chest. His ribs are broken. His sternum is broken. Uh, so they're going through him. They come back. Um, they reboot uh, Bishop, and they sh- see pictures of the face hungers, the xenomorphs, all that stuff. Um, and it ends with them talking about the other survivor that they brought out of cryosleep and it ends with them introducing or reintroducing hicks who is alive and well and uh he basically takes over the main protagonist of this story really as far as it goes from here interesting so that's the end of book one where it kind of reintroduces the characters let you know puts a different spin on the xenomorphs which uh going forward it's completely different spin i love it uh takes it in a completely different direction um, and it plants the seeds for how it's going to differ going back to Bishop being the one who was impregnated by the face hunger, um, showing Ripley's unstable state of mind as if it ever was stable. Yeah. Um, and then reintroducing Hicks and he's still got the acid burned face, but he seems to be, you know, Marine doing his thing. The artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. It's it. awesome. It's a really cool book. Johnny Christmas. So what a great artist. Aliens is a fun property. I I, I like to see that it's, it's got a pretty heavy comic book like source. You see yeah, a lot like of Dark, alien comic books. Yeah, Dark Horse was like a yeah driving force in the in the early it's 90s. It's so e- I mean it's it's a it's easy. People love the alien movies. Uh they do. And then it, it's just easy. It just writes itself as far as comic book material and uh you know, getting a touch on it again. So, because there's a lot of stories you can go with. There's yeah. so much you can do. You could do 
alien origins, you know, xenomorph origin stories, and and their plan, and I'm sure they've had done that oh, before. Yeah. But the, there's so many encounters that you don't just need the movies to really experience. Even that. some of the stuff that like people may not have loved, but like Prometheus, like there's some fans who loved that, and then other people who are like, oh, I really enjoyed it. I wish I, I, well. uh, I, I was very disappointed when I saw Covenant because they just wiped over the movie that I wanted. Like I wanted to see the engineers' yeah. homeworld. That's what I wanted. Was to that see. one of the more recent ones? Covenant was the last I one actually, that came out. I yeah. think I watched that. It, it was. I haven't watched it. Who was in it? Uh, well, it's it, Michael Fassbender is in it, Again. but um, Danny McBride, <laughs> Danny McBride's in it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was like heavily involved in the production of that. That doesn't surprise me. Um, James Franco's in it for like a hot minute. Oh, like, yeah, I don't that's think he has a, a word of dialogue. He just burns up in two seconds. That's amazing. Um, I I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's basically like couples trip. <laughs> the alien movie. It, it, the, the, <laughs> the, the biggest slap in the face is they killed the main character from Prometheus off screen. Oh, the girl. Yeah. Like she survives all that stuff, and then they they kill her off screen. <laughs> it's just so That's such a bummer. Yeah, it was really disappointing. The fact that it was directed by Ridley Scott is even more disappointing. Yeah, usually when the creators involved, it doesn't. Oh, it was it bad. got good reviews. It's, not it's just good. different than IMDb six point four out of ten. Rotten Tomato sixty five percent. Radio Times three n- three out of okay. five. Okay, I would put it like on the same level as like alien 3 the original cut the director's cut of alien 3 is a lot better than the original cut this book was actually uh the the script was written this was the first draft this they were going to go with this and then the whoever the director was dropped out i think it was i think it was supposed to be really scott again he dropped out and there was a lot of directors that they went through this is david fincher's first movie wow. and he he learned from it he said he said he would never let the studio interfere as much as they did. I mean, for Pete's sake, and the, they wanted the last scene where Ripley jumps in the acid pit or the lava pit. They have the alien bursting out of her chest as she's falling back. Like, that's so... It's like, that's just overkill. You don't yeah. need that. It's just redundant. Wow, they're working it's, on another one. Because now that Disney Disney owns it. Right? Yeah, Walt well, yeah. Disney Company yeah. owns it. <gasps> Does they, that mean we'll have an alien Disney princess? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I like yeah. That's one of the big first like sci-fi properties I really got into as a kid was Alien. Like it, it it's still like that first one. It's still terrifying to this day. And I I loved the games that have come out of it. There's some that are absolutely awful, and yeah. then some like yeah. Alien Isolation that were super great. Um, it's just one of the the scariest sci-fi properties for sure. For, me, for, for sure. sure. Outside of like the thing. <laughs> oh untouchable that movie i finally just watched that not too long ago micah berated me for it's not so watching good. it sooner and i was like it's so good i'm sorry so good <laughs> but matt you want me to go next uh i can go next or if you know you offered go ahead yeah i want to go next yeah go ahead i usually finish lately uh, <laughs> must be nice <laughs> <laughs> i got that reference <laughs> i always finish <laughs> i quit <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> we miss you, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I haven't been flabbergasted in a while. <laughs> so this is a DC comic. It was about six issues long. It was exactly six issues long. Um, right around the time of all the rebirth stuff that was going on. Um, and these are some characters you may recognize. So it starts with um, a group of people. There's They're at a racetrack. And they're working on their vehicles, uh, or the pit, the people that are working on the vehicles. And there's like, why the racers get to hang out and all the big shots get to be inside? Um, well, we have to deal with this. 
And one of the guys goes, why do I have to deal with that maniac and his robotic dog? I don't need to deal with an eight-legged lizard and shoots a, shoots a lizard. Um, and it cuts inside to where we meet the racers. The Red Baron, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. I was just about to ask if they were wacky. <laughs> Penelope Pitstop, uh, the Mob Hill Gang, uh, uh, you name it. Uh, I think I have the whole list. Professor Patton Pending, Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly, the Gruesome Twosome, the Slag Brothers, the Red Baron, Rufus so Roughcut, and Sawtooth. The Late Slag Brothers sounds so dirty. <laughs> yeah, <and> it does. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus Roughcut and Sawtooth, Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear, uh, and, and Peter Perfect. This is Wacky Raceland. So this is basically someone watched Mad Max and Wacky Races and just slammed Whoa. these together. Oh, that's heaven. <laughs> it's like Dick Dastardly has like dreads and Muttley's a robot dog. <laughs> Um, and so basically like Penelope Pitstop's getting hit on by the Mob Hill gang and by, um, the one group of brothers and immediately just beats the crowd out of them for hitting on her. So th this is like an MA title <laughs> of the Wacky Racers? It's, yeah, it's like TV 14, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and it cuts to like Penelope Pitstop is like, it cuts to like a dream sequence and she's remembering a flood that took out the world. And she is being like basically like probed by a giant robot and she's like, How is any of this possible? Um and it they're basically saying like we've with your car is super impressive, the pussycat, it has like a memory, um it has an AI in it, it's basically kit. And uh, so are you, but you need to race in this if you wanna live and she agrees and wacky races is this insane Armageddon race that if you lose you die. And if you win a certain amount of races, you get to continue on and win. This is like if they gave like Michael Bay or George Romero <laughs> <laughs> like the wacky race title and made a live action as we're talking about wacky those. death race. That's it is. It's death race, a hundred percent. That's the other one. Uh, and it literally they're racing through this like crazy rundown track, and a giant sandworm pops out. Ooh, little Dune. And <laughs> yeah, speak. Oh, that's the other thing. We just got pictures for Dune. Thank uh, you. For trailer running. drops tomorrow. Yeah, um, and it cuts back to the bar fight. And then we see Peter Terrific, um, Red Baron, and Penelope Pitstop are all going to take on this giant freaking, like, sandworm. Um, and he, Peter Terrific dives in, throws a bomb in its mouth. Um, and all of the cars actually have AI in them. Um, and Penelope saves them and says, I know I'm going to regret this. The monster blows up, but it's still, like, part of its carcass is still standing. And she goes, this gives me an idea. Uh, it goes back to a little bit of the fight. And you see all the cars driving. Dick Dastardly is ripping through. Um, so this is like recapping all of the races. Uh, shooting tacks at people. He's got like a 50 cal on his car <laughs> shooting guns. And all of a sudden he goes, uh, he's about to see the finish line. And he goes, oh gosh. And you see... Penelope Pitstop has attached her car to the giant sandworm and is ripping through the racetrack with the sandworm <laughs> and actually um, rips through the back of Dick Dastardly, uh, Dick Dastardly's vehicle and ends up winning. Um, she gets in a little argument with him and actually uh, it's called a Santipede, Santipede which like is it. a great name. She punches Dick in the face um, <laughs> and it cuts back to the Armageddon bar. Um, they knock everyone out and it shows like that the group kind of all together um and it's it's dick dastardly the bear 
Peter Terrific, I believe, and Motley and Penelope Pitsat. And um, he goes, like, basically, like, okay, all n- no more women will be disrespected today. And Dick Dashley goes, yep, and smacks Penelope Pitsat on the butt. <laughs> she punches him in the face for it and goes, uh, you're a complete turd. I'd beat you to death if it wasn't so much fun beating you on the track. And then it kind of ends, and the robot dis- uh, Motley is doing the <laughs> laugh. And it ends Evil laugh. with, like, just some kind of cut scenes and that's the end of the the book and it is so i'm so glad i <laughs> randomly picked this up that's randomly i <laughs> typed in <laughs> we did we did mention a i typed list. in weird or wacky comics and that was the first thing and this popped up and i was like oh perfect i you know we were just covering all that we were talking about all that Hanna barbera crossover last week and i love the scooby-doo apocalypse because it takes characters i know and puts them in a completely weird space so i was like i have to read this and i i was not disappointed the artwork's incredible it does look very, very cool. <laughs> it's super fun it's awesome <laughs> i was all about it so yeah this was a great comic i i love stuff like that where they take something you know and especially in comic book form where it doesn't do any harm to the to the title at all it doesn't yeah. do any harm to the you know the the source material You're not tricking kids or anything you know nah just you switch it up and make it something this is specifically targeted fans like us who know this property and know properties like death race and mad max and have done that whole i wonder what it would be like if these two things cross over um so yeah like i, I was all about it i like that Speaking of crossing over, quick cheap plug. Yeah. Uh, I will be on X Meets Y again this month, which last time I was on it, we made a combo movie of Congo and The Lone Ranger. This <laughs> this week, uh, I know our first movie we're picking is Unbreakable, and our second movie will be completely left up to the roulette wheel to try to put those two movies together to make one new one. <laughs> so that it was a it was weird last time. Which I was super happy when we got Congo. Was Ernie Hudson in your version? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I decided, and kind of in the same. It's not really the same light as Greg, but I don't know. The m- more I do this show, the more like outside the box. Like I want my comics to be like. It's, it's not just so cut and dry, just superheroes all the time. Yeah. In my opinion, and that's one thing I'm very grateful for the show for. Uh, for this at week, my choice was a very fun cult movie back in the 70s turned comic and uh we're going with the warriors all right it's a 2012 we like did a theme i'm pretty proud of us we didn't even do it on purpose but we did like comic books based off popular titles that weren't comic books originally we did (laughs) yeah this was very superhero free no no superheroes on this episode look at us go (laughs) go team we're growing (laughs) um so yeah, I decided to go to the Warriors. I love the Warriors. I came into I actually played the video game first before I seen the movie, and that was like when I seen the movie. Really? Yeah, I played the video game over a friend's house, and that video game is amazing, by the way. Uh, I played it over a friend's house, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" So I went out and bought it. I had it on my, on my PlayStation Portable. I had it. I've had it on every like PlayStation that I've had since it's come out. PS3, PS4, always re-downloading it and stuff. Uh, and then I, it, it, I played it all, and then you got to see the movie, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. They did a very good job of putting these characters accurately, like giving a great backstory and this and that. But I've always wondered what happened after. And then I came across this book. It's The Warrior's Jailbreak, and this takes place immediately after the movie. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, it's from a comic company called Dynamite. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think this is a— f- Dynamite's still around, too. Yeah, right. they do a lot of uh, Evil Dead. 
They that. have uh, Red Sonia, Vampirella. Yeah. This is now. This is a part of a four-part miniseries. I don't know if it got canceled or or they just finished at four. But uh, it starts off with Swan and Ajax. They're actually battling. This is like a. Uh, this is precursor to the movie. Uh, so not something that they touch in the video games, but they're fighting and uh, Cleon is watching. And pretty much the winner of this this uh, this fight would be considered a war chief. And Ajax drops some some of his you know classic line. I don't know. Can we swear on the show anymore? I mean, it's it's a good swear. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, <laughs> you know, he dropped his lines like, "Oh, is that all you got, you fucking wimp?" And that's oh, <laughs> it's a good swear. <laughs> That's it's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> well, right for the big one. I was like excited. Well, you like, gave him free reign. You said it's a good one. I it asked. It doesn't get much That's better fine. than that. You were good. I mean, I could bleep it out. No, you're good. We got eyes on us now. Uh, yeah. Is that your best fiddle stick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... it's you French toast and wimp. <laughs> <laughs> um... Whatever. So he's just going. Just Ajax is getting wrecked. Swan walks away and goes, "Oh, the final test is complete." Cleon's like, "You did great. You're now the war chief." So, in that case, whenever something happens to Cleon, Swan is the leader. Swan is the leader. Anyways, they cut back forward, and Ajax is in prison. He's just, he's just, he's mother, he's mother fudging. He got taken out the lamest way out of everybody in that movie. I thought that was great because he was such a like a. <laughs> A hothead. So, like, for him to, like, hit on the cop and then she just handcuffs him, I thought that was awesome. You expected and then, like, when he's freaking, come on! That's, like, so great. And he fought the cop. He did fight the you cop. You expect him to get, like, bit. taken out, like, in, a f- in like, a street fight. And that's why it's so great, because that's what you expect. So yeah. when he gets just handcuffed and it's like, well, well, okay. I think that's amazing. He was my favorite. Awesome. He was my favorite character. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's great. And then it, it took me forever to realize that he's Raiden. He was Raiden. He was Raiden. Raiden two. Raiden he wasn't two. the first. He wasn't Raiden. Christopher Lambert, no. but he was. He, he was, was the hi- Raiden was the Highlander and Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and anyways, he's 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 complained a bunch of stuff. There's also a bunch of other ga- uh, gang members in there from other, like the Gramercy Rifts. There's the uh, you know talk about how Cyrus was their leader and uh, let's see, Baseball Fury. Like they, they named a couple. Like it's it's pretty cool. All these guys naming off you know the gangs that they're in. Um, and then it kind of cuts to a scene where the hi hats are just randomly invading. They go through some other backstories and stuff, but um, like there's something with Swan and that girl Mercy, where she's pretty much being a prostitute and stuff. Um, That's what she was. I know she, she was. Just made me laugh. He, he came into the window and then she he kind of like semi caught her and he's like, "All right, I gotta go," because that's her job. You know, she gotta pay the bills. It's it's rough out there in, in 1978, 79. Um, Hard living. <laughs> hard, hard living. <laughs> hard, wait, wait. Hard you said times, th- baby. Aren't they supposed to just be living it up at Coney Island, riding a Ferris wheel? Yeah, what the heck? You would think. No, she's got an apartment, and she's entertaining gentlemen left and right. Good for her. With, like, juggling and <laughs> magic tricks. <laughs> she's, she's juggling something. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said sword swallowing and said, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, anyways, there's more stuff with... Uh, with Ajax getting beat up by cops, and he just he just can't catch a break. The poor guy. Um, yeah, now it comes into the hi hats. Surveying Rembrandt's going to do some art. Some hi hats come into town, and Rembrandt whips a paint can at their face, and they all get hi hats. We got to jump them, and then all these warrior dudes just come out of nowhere. Like all the warriors, not even just like the main characters, but those like B and C list characters that nobody gave a crap about. 
And they show up and they jump the high hats, beat them up, send them pe- send them back to uh, oh, where are they from? Soho. Mm-hmm. They're from they Soho. Like the, they were the clown ones, right? Yeah. 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 Send them back, and then they uh, after they beat up the high hats, they're like, "Man, we're missing our muscle. Let's go break Ajax out of jail." And that's how it ends. That's pretty cool. That is neat. It's cool. I didn't care for the cover, but yeah. the in story art isn't bad. Like yeah, that, the cover is pretty generic it's looking. Pretty. Yeah. Like I can. Yeah, I could. No, I can't draw that. But still, it's it's pretty, it's pretty. But the actual like yeah, in the artwork inside is it's a little much bit better. Nicer. Warriors is a like a franchise or property property that like I feel like I would be okay with this getting like a nowadays treatment. Like no, give me a Netflix. No, no, no I would be all about no, it. No. But give you, me this can't time. Do you can't Netflix recreate. Series. You cannot recreate the grittiness of seventies movies. No. No. See, I would, I would be all about it because it's a, it's a property that I feel like I didn't get enough of, and stuff like this makes me want more, and the games makes me. They want would more. make a PG thirteen version. You do realize that? Yeah, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want that. That's awful. <laughs> or no, with Netflix and stuff now, no, it would be, it would be TVMA. Nothing on there is PG thirteen. Yeah. If it, okay. If it went to like a streaming service. Yes, yeah. Oh, Netflix movies, or like gosh, Amazon. No. I'm saying like a TV show. I could see a Netflix show. I just the movie cannot be touched. No, no I would want like a show of the seventies and the streets. Yeah. You can't. You can't talk about show. Like, why people didn't even characters. like it. Like people, it wasn't even like this well-received movie no. back in the day either. Like it's it, a cult classic. it didn't get, become popular until well, like they early they, they had to take it out of the cinemas because all these gangs were going to see the movie, and then it's like, hey, I don't like that gang. <laughs> they just happened to go see the four o'clock show, yeah. and then gang war would bust out. It so was, it got <sighs> pulled from theaters. So, um, I can't, I can't even find a, an original theatrical cut. Really, the movie like everything is director's cut now. Director's right? cut, yeah. The ones, the the, the ones. Uh, oh, it, it just like inputs like comic book. It, it makes it more of a comic book. Yeah, feel. they do the slides like and stuff. White, I was a little surprised by that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. If there's, there's probably not even a VHS I, version of the thing. So I only ever saw this movie because my brother played hockey. My brother played hockey, um, and one of their rivals was the Chicktawaga Warriors, and. At one of the games, they had gotten glass bottles, like IBC bottles oh. and something, and they were sitting there on the bench <laughs> as the team was, like, lining up. And I was like, Mom, why are they doing that? So my mom showed me this movie to explain it to me, what what the whole, that, like, That scene was just of. totally ad-libbed, too. Like, that wasn't <sighs> so even good. in the script. That, that actor playing that character just decided to do that. And it's and iconic. so iconic. It is probably the so most iconic, iconic scene from the movie besides yeah. Can You Dig It? Like, yeah. I went to Coney Island two years ago for the first time. And I got like I was so like elated to see some of the like just I, I, I watched the movie, I played the game, so I'm like, okay, now I kinda wanna go see how everything how they really mapped out this island and stuff. And you go see the Wonder Wheel, it's all lit up at night. Dude, it's a, it's amazing. It, it it's crazy how much that movie like like the whole reason why I want to go to this New York City trip was because we were gonna go to Coney Island and see it. That's awesome. And see the boardwalk and, and, and see all the Warren Coast and stuff. It's like, oh man. It it, it really it it made that movie like that much more special for me. I'm yeah. surprised the the radio trope, the the radio voice woman hasn't been copied in more stuff. I know there was a cartoon I watched as a kid that actually used that. I know uh, American Dad had an episode where they were, the kids were like riding in the school, yeah, and they they parodied it there. Um, but like, I nothing, think it's been more. I think it's been parodied more than you probably realize. Probably, but like, I mean, like this show used it like seriously. Like it was part of it. Like they adopted this. It was like a futuristic kids show, but they used 
this warriors trope and i actually knew it i was like oh this is awesome like these other kids watching this have no idea what's going yeah, on here yeah. like i mean look at this is the beach all right this is the beach the coney island beach oh wow yeah and i at my i love this caption that i put here this is where the rogues blew a 20 gangs to one lead <laughs> over the coney island warriors <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be honest if i had a warrior's vest i probably would never take it off my <laughs> brother my brother brought a replica one there oh, that's sweet that's he amazing. did but they don't want you to wear it because they're actually like they're supposed to be like gangs and stuff but oh yeah. i bet there are they, for, they actually for when for sure. they when they were filming that movie they said that they had to take off the vests in between, like when they were oh, relaxing sure. and stuff, because the gangs didn't want to. Well, they, they like a lot of the like that that scene. Can you dig it? A lot of those are legit gangbangers. Yeah. That oh yeah, are in that scene, which is crazy. And I mean, like, it's just the grittiness it. of that movie. Like, I, I, when I see the orphans, I need to shower. They just look oh, pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> the baseball oh, furies are like. Baseball is never something I found intimidating, <laughs> and like the furies are terrifying. Just, just the fact that like. Dudes are just fighting on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> the punks. <laughs> and it's I like, love them. Like, what click do you run with? The punks. The and fact like we the fight dude's on trying to look menacing and he's got freaking roller skates on <laughs> and you're like, this dude's gonna kill me. And he's <laughs> legit, he's got like a freaking baseball bat. He's gonna bash your freaking head in <laughs> while he's wearing roller skates. <laughs> Not roller so blades, roller skates. So Old good. school roller skates. Beautiful. Beautiful. Film. I'm trying to picture myself on roller skates, trying to jump people in a. Trying game. to look at Tim. You <laughs> have a pair. Let's just try it out. I do. I would fall. I'd be like, Ugh. I'd slip on something. But I, as I'm watching that scene, I have to remember that roller jam and roller derby was huge back oh, in yeah. the '70s. Yeah. People were doing like splits and yeah. all this crazy. Roller stuff. My disco. Mom has, roller disco was a thing. My mom had trophies because she was one of those nut jobs. What a time! What a time! <laughs> but yeah, that's the Warriors book for you guys in a nutshell. Oh, something really cool that I got to pick up and. I literally read it right before we went out here, and it's a good read. It's a, it, it, I found it a good read. I'm gonna try and read the rest of the miniseries. Yeah, for sure. We gotta That's see. Awesome. We gotta see what happens to poor Ajax. Yeah, does he get cuffed again? And if Park doesn't learn his lesson, what's the deal? <laughs> kind of is that like a burger joint? <laughs> see it happening, man. Ajax doesn't seem to be a guy who would learn from his mistakes. No, no, he not at all. Handcuffed in his own car at a drive-in theater. <laughs> Seems about right. <laughs> he locks himself inside his car. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the words for you. Awesome. Anything else for anyone? I'm good. Sweet. Nothing else to report from me. Nope. Except for I built a ton of Legos this week. Did you? I'm proud of you. What's Razor that's? Crest, Ooh. which was pretty cool. Bunch of Harry Potter stuff. Um, I feel a little guilty because my wife ordered me Harry Potter sets for my birthday. And she tracked it. And it was supposed to be delivered on a Friday. And then it didn't, it said delivered, but it wasn't delivered. And we always have problems with the post. So then on Sunday, she called, said, Hey, it was supposed to be delivered Friday. Guy's like, Okay, we'll just send you out another set, which was like $150 worth of Legos. He's like, We'll express ship it so it's there for his birthday. And then the next day, not one, but two boxes. <laughs> and we called them and they're like, Yeah, just keep them. Oh, that's awesome. So we got double the Harry Potter sets. So we're in the process of trying to build some other kind of different castle out of that. That's cool. Very nice. Sets. Very they're, nice. They're, those sets are awesome. I have the Great Hall, and I love it. The Razor Crest is fantastic. That's awesome. Comes with Baby Yoda. Oh, sorry, the child. That's Not cool. Baby Yoda. Yoda <laughs> baby is, child. Yoda is celibate. Child I don't care Yoda. what anybody <laughs> says. <laughs> they produce Se- asexually. Anyway. <laughs> Not by Dave Chappelle's standards. <laughs> Until next time. Always remember, superheroes don't all have capes. Some have pockets. You're probably thinking, 
who is this talking and what is it for? Well, I'm here to let you know that my name's Anthony and I'm the host of the Vinyl Divers podcast at the BICBP Network. On Vinyl Divers, I like to break down my favorite albums, listen to vinyl, and most importantly, talk music. Whether it be a classic rock album one week and then a deep dive into some punk history the next, one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time. So hit subscribe, dim the lights, and let's get diving.